Welcome everybody to episode 10 of the Totally Biased Podcast. Nick, we've made it to double digits. How are we feeling? How are you doing? What's up? Oh, I, I just said, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank my mother. I want to thank God. I want to thank my wife. Just really couldn't couldn't be at this opportunistic moment. Uh, 10, and I didn't think it would happen. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. We've had some great positive comments. We've had some great criticism. We've had uh we've we've had it all honestly uh didn't think i would be here in a year from now or a year prior so uh it's good to be on episode 10 and uh, i'm excited to uh, give you guys some quality info this episode so first we are going to talk about a funny incident that happened at, at a gas station recently uh and finish the first half with some sad news about aaron carter and then we will wrap up the podcast with the NFL recap week three with Nick and I's picks and week four's uh, future picks. So when we come back, we're going to kick off with a funny video at a gas station that we saw earlier this weekend. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. All right. So... As I scour the internet and waste my life away, I have found a hilarious article. And if you're in the fine state of Kentucky listening, uh, this is this is an alert. Uh, I don't want to say it's an epidemic or something like that, but things are not as they seem in Kentucky. Though, as I tell you this, you won't be surprised <laughs> that it's coming from Kentucky. Though you might have thought it was coming from Florida. Recently, somebody, a nice uh, lady who's unidentified in the article, this is per the police report, uh, was just going to get gas, and she noticed that her uh, her trunk happened to be ajar. So she opened it up, and a woman jumped out and startled, and then they had a stare-off with each other, to which she told the woman, you need to get out. I'm calling the cops. The woman sprinted off. Uh, I don't understand how this happens in life. It's a little confusing what was going on where someone was like, I need to hitch a ride. Um, but if you're wondering if this this woman who jumped out was kidnapped, there's surveillance footage of the car at a different location of the woman getting in the trunk. Uh, apparently, she was running through the woods like a wildling or something like that. A little Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. Um, and injured herself, so she hopped in the trunk. Hey, anything to get a <laughs> anything to get a quick lift somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, you know, Uber prices are just getting outrageous. I guess. Yeah. So. Um... I mean, I can't imagine that happening to me because I feel like I would have a mini, a mini freak out, <laughs> a mini episode on the side of the road. If I popped but, my trunk open and I saw a person in there, I would just slam the trunk back shut. Yeah, and immediately call the cops. Uh, well, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't someone that was, you know, stalking this person or trying to hurt them because that would obviously be terrible. Um, and I mean, the person was pretty compliant, right? As the the woman said, "Get out of my car." She, he, was it he or she? It was a she. She. She, she on took she. off. Yeah. So, hey, whatever. Quick lift. Uh, did they say how how far she traveled? Uh, unknown. Unknown. It was just you know, one surveillance footage showed her getting in. and then From the woods. From the woods. She was injured, <laughs> hopped in, and when the cops were going to get involved, she took off. Okay. So, PSA. Uh, lock your trunks, people, especially in Kentucky. Apparently, there are wildlings that like to jump in trunks. <laughs> and just uh, hang out for a little bit. So lock your trunks, uh, lock your cars in general, be safe, and um, 
you know, hey, call an Uber maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know, call uh, a taxi. Just pretty much avoid Kentucky. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Oof. <laughs> no, okay. minus the Derby. You could just stay far away from Kentucky because it seems the only normal people wear gigantic silly hats. So, Where can people find the article? Um, this was on the Inside Edition of CBS. Okay, cool. So, so check it out. It's a pretty f- funny article. Um, or on the Associated know, Press. Uh, and uh, basically, woman uh, jumps into abandoned trunk and, you know, travels an unspecified amount. Uh, and um, You're not going to find other articles like it, I assure you. Yeah. We get bored and just read we, stupid articles. We always, we always like to kind of throw a little curveball in there in the podcast every once in a while. So it's good to... Uh, Good to notify the public on certain knowledge. So, locky trunks, locky doors. Uh, next is about Aaron Carter. Um, it has recently come out that his brother, Nick Carter, uh, as you know from the Backstreet Boys, uh, has filed a restraining order against Aaron Carter for threatening his uh, pregnant wife and I think other family members as well. Uh, and so, um, this is, you know, obviously sad on many levels. Um, and so, you know, I know Nick, he wanted to kind of talk about, you know, schizophrenia, which is, which he is being, um, dying, you know, he's diagnosed now as a schizophrenic. So just kind of talk a little bit about kind of, um, schizophrenia as a whole and kind of how serious it is and a little bit about, um, the situation with Nick and Aaron. Cool. Yeah. So I'll take over. I'm going to take this on the serious route, the whole thing serious. And then we'll just talk, we'll have Seat Bro jump in and some of the incidences that have been going on with him. But I like to put, as someone who's trying to become a psychologist, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Mental illness has this huge stigma and it ought not to, since one in three people have, you know, a connection to mental illness. This happens to be uh, a more of an anomaly or a rarity when it comes to any sort of mental illness where you have people acting out uh, dangerously. And I just don't want to go over this article and you think everybody with schizophrenia is dangerous. That's just simply not the case. More often than not, uh, people who suffer from schizophrenia or delusions are rather peaceful. And usually the issues they have are internally and stuff going on and they need to receive treatment. Um, but that being said, the disclaimer we want to put out, you know, not to get too over the top serious in the podcast is just that if you are a loved one has any sort of mental illness um, or just maybe you're feeling not yourself, totally reach out to a family member, a friend. And, you know, there's crisis lines in every state, in every county. Look them up. It's a quick Google search. But you're not alone. And there's always resources and people can help you. So just don't stigmatize things because you come in contact with people who have diagnosed mental illness all the time. Don't treat them different because you wouldn't treat someone with cancer different, except be kind of awkward around them. So yeah, um, don't be awkward. Having having a support system is uh, is really important. Anyone with a mental illness or an addiction, um, and so um, it's really un- unfortunate. You know, I'm sure Nick will go into this, but as far as both of us working um, in the mental health field, it's uh, it it's super sad and and unfortunate that most of our uh, patients don't have a quality support system to. Uh, be there for them to ask for help to help them through uh, certain phases of their life. So it's you know even if you don't have family or friends or 
siblings or anything to help you through stuff. You know, there's always helplines and hospitals and programs where you can um, always reach out and ask for help. Yeah. So uh, also only 1% of the population has schizophrenia and things like that, but there's so many different reasons you might have psychotic delusions. One could be, uh, and this is more common than you think, um, females who are older get urinary tract infections and sometimes mm. the symptoms get so bad it causes yeah. psychosis. Um, depression can cause psychosis. Anxiety has been known to exhibit similar symptoms. So again, uh, it's important not to stigmatize and just think because in your life you will come across people who suffer from a variety of things that doesn't make them a monster. Most people are approachable, um, though it can be awkward and weird. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that they're not human. So, uh, but occasionally, like in the case we're going to talk about, there can be threatening behaviors and stuff like that. So take it away. Tell us, give us the lowdown on what's going on with Aaron and Nick Carter and all them. Yeah. So the headline article uh, says that Nick Carter has taken out a restraining order on his brother, Aaron Carter, for threatening his uh, pregnant wife. Um, and so this is a direct quote from Nick Carter. And he writes, um, after careful consideration... And he and his sister um, both sought restraining orders. And he added, in light of Aaron's increasingly alarming behavior and his recent confession that he harbors thoughts and intentions of killing my pregnant wife and unborn child, we were left with no choice but to take every measure possible to protect ourselves and our family. Uh, And so obviously very serious allegations um, here. And so he placed a restraining order on Aaron uh, Aaron did reply on Twitter uh, to and by which he said, I am astounded at the at the accusations being made against me and I do not wish to harm anyone, especially my family. Uh, and he further said that he hadn't seen his brother Nick in over four years. Um, and so it's kind of a he said she said right now, but there are multiple articles out there that are saying that Aaron um, has had a psychotic break of some sort and has been threatening and, um, you know, uh, targeting certain family members and people. Um, and so, you know, I know Aaron Carter from, uh, his most popular album, I think part, uh, party time or Aaron's party. <laughs> um, me and my sisters would, uh, would jam out to some Aaron Carter back in the day, uh, over and over again. And, um, you know, truth be told, I never really followed his career at all or kind of really saw where he was going with it. Um, you know, he's got some singles and EPs out, um, but he only had a few albums. He didn't really have, he had, let's see, he had Oh Aaron in 2001, Aaron's Party in 2000, and then Another Earthquake was his third album in 1990. Or So that was his first one. And then Aaron's Party and Oh Aaron in 2001. So he had three albums and he had a bunch of e- EPs. 2018, 2017, 16, um, and then he had one single in 2015. So um, not, you know, not completely into the music scene as far as, you know, being like popular, like he did Aaron's Party and those two other albums and then kind of just chilled out for a little bit. Um, But I mean, everybody knows Nick from the Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think Nick was a little bit more popular. So those were just the a little most, bit, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So those were the most recent um, accusations about uh, Aaron Carter, um, and so you know, unfortunately, Nick has placed a restraining order on him. 
Um, so it's sad, you know, I mean, we see this every single day at work, which, um, you know, we're there to, um, you know, make them feel safe and help them recover as much as possible and as much as they're willing to. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's a never ending, um, kind of, you know, um, way of life for some people, unfortunately. So it's just a sad, a sad day for, for a lot of people. And it's unfortunate that his family has to go through something like that. Yeah. And just hearing about this is absolutely crazy to me when I think about it. Uh, I don't know. You grew up with the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears. Maybe we're, we're dating. 98 degrees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you just think, you think about stardom and that they got it. Like, they, they, it's just their lives together. Anybody who's reached celebrity status is they got a team around them and nothing could touch them. Of course, Britney had her public meltdown. Lindsay Lohan had her meltdown. <laughs> and um, they're all suffering from things. And then to hear about Aaron Carter potentially having a disease. Um, or an illness as significant as schizophrenia is terrifying when I feel awful for him. Uh, I know that there's been some documented stuff uh, in the last, you know, three, three or so years. I think, I think Nick even had a, a drug addiction too, like years ago after his like Backstreet Boys fallout, how they all kind of went their separate ways and stuff like that. And I, I know he went into some depression and, you know, hardships and stuff too. Um, so it just sucks. Yeah, so this is a really crappy thing, but just kind of, it was big in the news, making a lot of headlines, and if you grew up in the 90s, you grew up around, you know these names, and it was just like, oh, that really sucks. Uh, so, open, if anybody needs help, they get help, and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. We we wish the best of luck to the Carter family, especially Aaron, uh, and um, hopefully everything gets restored soon. And then it could happen, like, things can happen to anybody. It's just crazy. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter if you have plenty of money, celeb status, or anything. You could just be crap luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah. And we actually were going to talk about Antonio Brown towards the uh, beginning of the next segment, but this kind of not. It doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying Antonio Brown's this guy schizophrenic or has depression or anything. How, however, oh, it's crazy, right? Antonio Brown is on a different level of crazy here. He has seemingly thrown away forty million dollars this year, and he has uh, disgraced his family with his actions. He has called out the Patriots owner now, and he's called out his former quarterback on the Steelers um, and basically just has thrown his career away. Basically he's um, you know, he was signed to a mega deal in Oakland and just couldn't keep his mouth shut and then came to new England and played one game and then all of a sudden these um sexual assault and rape allegations came out pats cut him and so he's just back to square one and <laughs> correction he said he's going to quit the nfl yeah so uh until he runs out of money that's maybe i need the nfl yeah and so you know obviously hindsight is um it's it's super easy to kind of reflect on your own life or on the opportunity that he was in as far as money and uh, football. Um, and it's like, you know, for someone whose career is based on playing the game of football, it's hard for me to comprehend or understand why he just refuses to keep his mouth shut. He refuses to just not self-gloat and be all about himself and 
you know, try to diffuse things himself um, in a way that is going to disrupt his career and like playing time. Like I just like if if I was in his position, well, first of all, like I don't condone anything that he's done, but like I if if I had a fifty six million dollar guaranteed contract for three or four years with one team and that was my career and I knew I had a wife and three kids, it's like I would do everything in my power to make sure that every everybody is taken care of and I am me, my kids and my grandkids are all set for life. Like it's amazing to me how he's just so obsessed with himself and his image and his personality and his money that he does he just doesn't he doesn't even care that he's throwing away all this money. He's he continues to tweak. He continues to Instagram, uh, just text the victims, text like the victims that he's, um, you know, so sexually ab- abused and raped, like stupid things. It's like, I just don't understand how someone could just throw their career away like that without really having self-reflection. Like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. How could you not take a step back and think about it? I almost wonder, I don't want this is too political, but so Antonio Brown was on the Steelers for better part of nine years. And yet he never had these issues, except it all blew up at once. And I don't know if he thought he had hit this God complex or maybe you spend 30 years of your life, right? Uh, tackling, hitting your head. And, you know, we talk about CTE and it could just be, I mean, brain damage because his behavior all of a sudden got aggressive. There's not any of this sort of behavior and then in a two-year span, it all starts coming out. He's throwing couches off balconies, not paying for charity events, mm-hmm. just exposing himself, uh, ejaculating on the back of people's heads. Um, it's like a little bananas. He's threatening to punch a GM in the face. He's threatening to hurt people. He's throwing down women. He's being reckless by going over 100 miles an hour on the highway, having to go to court for that. Mm-hmm. Throwing away $30 million. The impulses and just like this behavior wasn't there what happened in the last two years to this guy? Like you said, where's the reflection to be like, I'm an absolute idiot. Yeah. And so we've talked about, you know, off air a bunch about how the NFL in general has so many abusive rape allegations and a personal misconduct that it's like the, the football as a contact sport must have, some part of the brain being used and abused to the point where uh, that these athletes cannot make rational decisions or the right choice. And, you know, whether that's part of CTE, whether that's a part of a different decision-making part of the brain, the sport of football in general has just this enormous amount of athletes that just make these poor, poor, poor decisions about, um, sexually abuse, rape, uh, you know, what language, um, I don't even know, you name it. And so, you know, it's just, um, it, I don't know at this point, I don't know if it's like additional testing or if people, or if that is part of CTE and it's, it just hasn't been fully developed yet, but the football athletes just have a different way of making decisions or, you know, it's a lot um, more aggressive making life choices that are just, just so irrational. And it's like the amount of talent that has been wasted in the NFL is astounding. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and Antonio Brown's now is, is going to be a, it will definitely be a, a part of it. Um, he, he probably won't even enter the hall of fame now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and so that's the, that's the other thing too. I mean, I could do a whole podcast on, on distinguishing personal versus stats. And as far as being a football player and being a person, you know, I mean, we could talk about that with every single athlete that's out there. That's whether it's Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Ray Rice, or Antonio Brown. Like there are a, a plethora of athletes that you could say, yep, they belong in the hall of fame by pure stats yet on a moral standpoint and a personal matter, they are complete and utter just like dis, just like just dysfunctional human beings and make horrible decisions. Maybe we'll have a bonus content. Yeah. And we'll cover that. So anyways, um, we thought we would kind of like lump in the Antonio Brown. So, um, Lastly, before we go, uh, Nick saw a new movie recently that he wants to reflect on and hopefully can get, can give you guys some uh, positive insight on a new movie. I'm back, guys. Movie critic Nick here. Um, my opinion matters because I'm recording, and that's about it. Uh, one day, Cam and I will go see a movie together, and we can <laughs> we'll actually tell you about it. Um, I went and saw the movie Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. Holla. Um, Decent movie. So this is an interesting. So I'm a space junkie. So I love the movie Gravity, The Martian, Interstellar was pretty good. If you're somebody who thinks it's amazing. I really liked Interstellar, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, a couple things about this movie. The synopsis is essentially Brad Pitt is somehow a really popular astronaut who is level-headed. And he's the descendant of Tommy Lee Jones. I think that's the actor. He... Uh, his 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 dad is Tommy Lee Jones and has went out on a mission 30 years before to explore Neptune and is that uh that mission is now emitting signals through the universe or the, the solar system and uh Brad Pitt kind of wants to go see his dad so that's a synopsis I'm not going to tell you about it but I will say that this movie is not fast it's not slow it's steady and it it's a fun movie where you kind of experience that Oh, this is what it's like to be in space and dealing with space. You know, there's like a little space pirates thing. There's monkeys in space at one point, but it's all believable, which is interesting. And then it's just cool to see deep space. And it's a really well thought out movie. And the ending's not what you'd expect. It's a pretty realistic ending for the most part. There's one spot that I won't get into to spoil it. But uh, overall, I'm going to recommend this movie that it be seen in theaters because of the style of movie it is. I feel like when you go to the screen, you're kind of surrounded in this, encompassed in the environment. So there's a reason that gravity was so good in theaters is because you got anxiety. This movie is no different. At one point, oh, my wife, Sabrina, she's like, I'm getting motion sickness because it made you feel like you're free falling, spinning through space. And it's uh, very disorienting. So you kind of, it makes you feel like you know what it's like to be in space. Um, so I'm going to give this out of 10 stars. I'll give it seven and a half. Yeah, that's a pretty high rating. Wow. Wait. So, so how does this compare to to um, to Interstellar and what, what was the other one? Gravity. So yeah, the three big uh, Martian, Gravity, and Interstellar. It's better than Interstellar. Um, it's probably on the same level as Gravity, but I think The Martian with uh, Matt Damon was the best. Yeah. Okay. Because it had some comic relief in it yep. that just I thought was appropriate. So if I had to do it in those order, it would go The Martian, probably Gravity, then this movie, but it's very close, and then Interstellar. Okay. Uh, Ad Astra on Rotten Tomatoes right now is at 83%. I gave it 75. Pretty good.
Maybe I'm just a harsh critic. It's pretty good. All right. Well, uh, once again, I have to do some catch up and uh, watch this movie uh, because Nick and Sabrina like to do things without me. So uh, I'll have to catch up on that, but I am looking forward to this movie as well. All right. So that wraps up the first part of the podcast. When we come back, we're going to recap NFL week three and give our predictions for week four. All right, welcome back to the second part of the podcast. So we are going to do some NFL recap uh, picks for you. So last week, or so week two's Monday night game was the Browns and the Jets. We both took the Browns. We all know how that happened. The Browns blew them out. End of story. So week three, uh, we're, so the total tallies through three weeks minus the Monday night game uh, tomorrow. Good. It's not good, everybody. It is Nicholas Rogers. He is 31, 50, yeah, 31, 15, and 1. And myself is uh, 33, 13, and 1. So I have squeaked to a two-game lead. Um, Nick started off strong and then um, has lost a, a game and two games um, the last couple weeks. So I have a two-game lead on Nick uh, going into week four. Um, this week's Monday night is Bears, Redskins. And who did we choose? We have a Dunder. Oh, yes. I chose Skins. You chose Bears. Okay. So um, I could be up by three or be up by one by the end this is of Case time. the Monday night. So we will recap the Monday night game next week as usual. So, all right. Week four matchups. All right. Thir Thursday night football. Eagles at Packers. Um, Packers are four and a half point favorites. Uh, and again, we don't pick the spread. We just pick uh, which team's going to win. Oh, it's got to be the pack. Pack for me as well. Really? You're going to go against your MVP candidate, Carson Wentz? Yeah. I mean, when he has his two best receivers out, that's going to put his MVP. Put anything. Hey, he lost, what? Patrick Mahomes lost Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt, and he seems to still be on pace to do better than last year. Yeah, time. weird. I know. Funny how that works. <laughs> uh, Patriots and Bills. Uh, both three, you know, Pat's going to the Bills. New England's spread is uh, is seven even. Go on, Pats. Pats as well. Uh, Titans at Falcons. Atlanta's favored by five. I'm going Titans. I'll go Falcons. Uh, Chiefs at Lions. Um, the Chiefs line is six and a half. Uh, until Patrick Mahomes throws for less than 300 yards, I don't know if we can even pick against the Chiefs. Yeah, it's got to be Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Raiders at Colts. Colts. Ooh. Colts favored by seven. Yep, Colts. Ooh, great game. Chargers at Dolphins. Uh, Chargers favored by 16. Yeah, we're going Chargers. <clears throat> Chargers as well. Redskins at Giants. Daniel Jones, first career start, got a W today against the Bucks. But Redskins at Giants. Giants favored by three at home. I'm going Skins. I'll go Giants. I'll take the uh, – I'll, I'll jump on the Jones train. No, not with freaking Saquon Barkley out. Yeah, true. Uh, Browns at Ravens. Uh, Baltimore favored by five, five and a half. I got to go Ravens that on be, this. That's going to be a good game. Who do you want, Ravens or Browns? Uh, I'll go Ravens. Uh, Panthers at – oh, my God. Panthers at Texans. I don't even know why we're doing this game. Texans. Yeah. Panthers are true. No. 
what's it, Kyle Allen or whatever his name is? Oh, that you know what? You might be right. You when, might be right. When we do the recap of this week, we're going to talk about all the wonky stuff that's happened. Yeah, okay. Panthers at Texans. Houston by four. I pick Texans. Um, okay, Texans. Buccaneers at Rams. Rams favorite by nine and a half. Rams. Okay, Rams. Seahawks at Cardinals. Cardinals do not have a win yet. They do have a tie, though. This is this is going to be it. The Cardinals are going to beat the Seahawks. No, I'm going Hawks. Ooh, Vikings at Bears. Chicago favored by two. The Vikes. Same, Vikes. Jaguars. Oh, my God, this game. Jaguars at Broncos. Denver is favored by two and a half. Go Jags. Let's go Minshew. Garner Minshew, everybody. You want Jags as well? Yeah. Cowboys at Saints. The Drew Breesless Saints. Dallas, Dallas by three. I will say the boys as well. Oh, Monday night banger. Bengals at Steelers. Steelers favored by four. Oh, we're getting our first win of the season. I'm going. I'm going to freaking boys. Steelers. The Steelers. <laughs> yes. Cowboys are playing twice this week. Okay. Um, Bengals or Steelers? Oh, man, I'll go Bengals for the sake of the podcast. Screw it. Okay, so. Week three recap a little bit. We'll, I'll, we're not going to go over every single game. That'll be way too long. But we need to talk about the Minshew madness because this has become <laughs> something unworldly. So Gardner Minshew, he was the he's the backup rookie quarterback for the Jags when Nick Foles went down. Everyone was like, okay, cool. Well, Jacksonville was only going to win you know six or seven games anyway. Now they'll win four. Great. Well, turns out Gardner Minshew is extremely accurate and extremely lovable. <laughs> his It's the stash. It's the stash. It is the clothing. It is the attitude. It's the humbleness. It's everything. He, uh, he's been great. And he, he, you know, the one thing I do like about him is that he had his whole family at the game this past week on Thursday night football. They all came up to the post game uh, press conference and he was so humble and he was so appreciative of the fans and his family and, where he's come from and the schools that he's attended and stuff. He's, he's had a super long journey. Um, so I'm super pumped for Minshew. I can jump on that train. Yo, um, you guys got to Google uh, Gardner Minshew from the Jags in his 70s attire. This dude is something out of Stranger Things. All right. It is unbelievable. He must be brothers with Hoffman. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he, he dressed that when he was playing for Washington State, right? The Cougars? Yeah. Yeah. So just Google like Washington State Cougars. Gardner Minshew outfit, and it's incredible. It's unbelievable. So that's uh, that's the Gardner Minshew train. Um, we don't really have much to say about the past. We already talked about AB in the previous segment. That was really the only big thing. Um, let's see. Oh, by the way, go back a few episodes, and you can see my 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 preseason or my yeah preseason ish uh, predictions for teams that were going to do well. And I said that Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, were going to surprise some people. And they are 3-0. Granted, they're going to lose to the pass this weekend, this coming weekend. However, I called Josh Allen and the Bills being good this year. And so far, they've lived up to their up to my expectations. Yeah, they struggled with the 0-3 Bengals, though. You know, I don't know. They str- Okay, it came to whatever. Fine. Listen, when if the Bills just destroy the Pats, I'll, be, I'll admit Josh Allen is an okay quarterback. <laughs> they have to destroy the pass for you to okay yeah that 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 makes a lot of sense yeah um 
Cowboys over the Dolphins today. Both of the Cowboys running backs went, went over 100 yards. Just, well, let's talk about the boys, to... though. The boys, when you if you told me at the beginning of the season that the boys are going to look like they're going to make a Super Bowl push this year, I would have called you an idiot. Maybe it's because I don't like Jerry Jones, but the boys look good, man. They look real good. Yeah, well, I mean, last year though they just ran into a buzzsaw. They ran in. Oh crap! I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this. I think it, it was. I mean, they they lost to the Rams or the Saints. I forget in the second round. So they, I mean, they just ran into you know one of the Super Bowl heavy favorites last year, and you know they signed their important players to long term deals. So they're 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 all set with their contracts. Dak. Dak is gonna get his. We all oh, know that Dak is gonna get paid. And so you know, um, the Cowboys are where they are. Last year, and they just have another year of experience as far as all of their young guys up front. But their offense is rivaling that of the Chiefs and the Pats. Yeah. It's like explosive. Dak, I mean, Dak looks really good, yeah. It, it's crazy. I know. Dak's like, wait, I I could be the highest paid quarterback in the league if I just have one hell of a year. Yeah. Every week he plays like this, his value goes up and up and up. Yeah, so the, the biggest possible serious injury that happened this week was the Giants running back, Saquon Barkley. Um if you watch football at all, you know how much of a generational player Saquon is. He is flashy. Uh, he is dynamic. He's incredible, incredible. Um, he's got legs the size of tree trunks. I'm sure you've seen him do squats or leg exercises that are just <laughs> ridiculous that nobody in their right mind will be able to do. Um, and he just seems like an, an overall really nice guy. Uh, and so it's a bummer to see him sprain his ankle. He was in a boot after the game. They said it was a, a, a sprain, so it's a good thing he didn't break anything, but who knows how long he'll be out. That's a bummer. Yeah. Especially I, for someone who drafted him first in fantasy. Yeah, it sucks to be me. <laughs> sucks real hard. Um, but you know what? I also drafted AB as my number one wideout. So if you're wondering how fantasy's going, I don't want to talk about it. Yep. Um, something to talk about. My Steelers lost again. Again. <laughs> That's three agains. But all, if all you watch that game, the first half – had four turnovers from the 49ers, which isn't good for the Steelers if they still lost. But it was the sloppiest game of football I've probably watched in the last three years. This was not caliber football. And when I say there was four turnovers, the 49ers had all four of them. It was, I think, four consecutive drives, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they ended with five on the day. Um, but and they still won. They did still win. <laughs> and they're 3-0 and for the first time since 1998. Way to go, Kyle yeah. Shanahan. And what was the record of teams that had four plus t- turnovers in a game? Oh, if they, if one team had a, a differential of four turnovers, it was 0, 45, and 1. They showed it like eight times during the game. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's no way they're going to win, except that the Steelers have a backup quarterback in, and we lost. Um, who was their defensive back that we Oh, oh. Uh, or DN. Uh, Hayward, right? Yeah, Hayward. Hayward doesn't. Yeah, there really wasn't anything else super notable except the fact that my MVP pick, my M, my MVP pick Carson Wentz, friggin' didn't do well. And well, he did. He did all right. He didn't do MVP well, but he did okay as a yeah, quarterback. He did, he did all right. Um, <laughs> it's also, just getting worse each week. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> screw you. Also, uh, Kyle Allen, backup quarterback to oh. Cam Newton, threw four touchdowns today and. Decimated the Cardinals. Granted, the Cardinals have a crappy defense, but still, Kyle Allen throwing four t- TDs did not see that coming. I, Nick, and I both picked the Cardinals to have their first win this week, and uh, didn't go very well. Ooh, for with us. an injured Cam Newton, it, it was like a shoe in. Yeah, and they were winning for the first half of the game. Exactly. Um, 
Let's talk about the Browns and Rams. I was about to say. So first game of the year, Browns um, got embarrassed by who? The Buck? The Bucks? Yes, I think it was the Bucks, right? Yeah, it was the Bucks. They got embarrassed by the Bucks. Barely held on from the Jets. Barely held on from the Jets. So you know, this Sunday night game, we're like, okay, cool. So um, no, the freaking Titans. I'm, I'm an idiot. The freaking oh, Titans yeah. blew out the Browns in Week One. Barely held on um, against the Jets. Well, it was twenty to three, twenty three to three, but a twenty point spread against the Jets. That's yeah, but like, that was like in the fourth quarter. Some of that garbage time happened. Yeah. So this week. The Rams come into the into Cleveland, and you know Nick and I both were like, "Okay, cool." So, you know, on paper this would be a great game, but after watching the first two weeks, we're like, "Oh God, the Rams are going to destroy the Browns." Um, and it came down to a fourth and goal from like the three um, for Baker Mayfield. He had a chance to tie the game and either send it to overtime or go for two for the win. So the the Browns stuck with the Rams all game. Uh, their defense showed up, which was good, and. Um, you know, I mean, the Rams were the Rams. Cooper Cup had two touchdowns. Goff had two seventy. Um, so Nick Nick Chubb for the Browns had a hundred or ninety six. So, um, did you want to add on to any of that, or I just want to say, uh, as a Steelers fan, I had to defend the division, and just everybody was saying it looks awful. Like the Browns are just going to demo the division, and I just said it's one of those things that looks great on paper. It reminds me of last year where the Vikings were supposed to be that Super Bowl team. The year before that, the Eags were supposed to bounce back like it was nothing. And it just shows I love the unpredictability of the NFL because you never know what's going to happen, minus the Patriots. I was going to say, minus the Pats and the Chiefs. And that freaking Patrick Mahomes will throw 300 yards. Um, but I just – that's crazy. They're off to a one and two star, and they were supposed to be this powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they – they hired the wrong head coach because they were doing a lot better with their other one, the intern. Yeah. The Jets D guy. Yeah. Who's got anger issues. Yeah. Uh, who, Greg Williams? Yeah. He's, well, every time you see Greg Williams, you think of Bounty Gate with, uh, with uh, oh. the Saints because that, that was him. He was the D coordinator over there in New Orleans. Um, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, there's always going to be teams and players that are trying to get edges every way they can. Um, whether it's bonuses, whether it's whether it's playing time or what you know, whatever, they're always going to find something to try to gain the advantage on. Granted, I, you know he got fined and suspended for bounty gate, which is fair. You know you can't be putting a price on somebody's head. Um, so, but yeah, I mean he's still on the squad. It's not like you know it's not like he's like you know totally out of their system. But it's just Greg Williams. Yeah, no, he's for the Jets now. He's a decoy of the Jets now? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, they just scrapped it. It's just interesting. Yeah. Well, Baker's Baker's second half last year was, like, on pace for yeah. an incredible record-setting pace, right? Yeah he, yeah. he broke the rookie record for most touchdowns in the season. Right, right, right. And yeah. so that's just crazy that he's come back down to earth so hard. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a part uh, – I wonder if some of the players were like, hey, we – we, you know, we even though we did X, Y, and Z with Greg Williams, we wanted to go with Kitchens. We think he's better because of this, this, and this. You know, maybe it was, you know, some of the players were like, "Hey, this is who we want as our guy." Who knows? You know, I mean, Cleveland's been bad for so long, and now they have some some guys, and they've made some trades. So maybe they allowed the players to have some sort of say in who they wanted. Well, that's stupid because they're not doing well. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's Nick's opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, being in the same division, I get it. Everyone was, you know, 
pegging the Browns to win the well, division, exactly. and now that they're doing shitty. Especially how good they did at the end of the year. Yeah. Something I want to go over with you is, you know, cue up the Voldemort, only I can live forever. We're starting to uh, cut away at the undefeated teams, and I just kind of want to go down and talk about just real quick. So okay. the Patriots, they're 3-0. and They're going to lose next week to the Bills? No. We already went over some of this, but they're most likely to be four now. The Chiefs go into Detroit. They're three and zero. Detroit is also undefeated at two zero and one. Yeah, two zero and one. We're not going to include that, but um, you could if you wanted to. So the Chiefs are undefeated. They'll probably go on. The Pack is three and zero. The Cowboys are three and zero. The Bills are three and zero. So I don't know the whole length of teams with as far as strength of schedule. But I, I mean, because I follow the Pats, the Pats had the, so it, they, they started out as the third easiest schedule, but I think now it's the second easiest. Um, and so they have the second easiest schedule. Yes, they um, do. And so I don't like to predict undefeated seasons just because of uh, my past history with the Pats and the, and you know, the uh, 2007, yep. 2008 undefeated se- regular season. Daniel so, Jones, man. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so real quick, the Pats have at Bills, Redskins, Giants, Jets. The next four games do not pose a threat, I don't think, to the Patriots. So I think the Bills do. You think the, the Bills do the, this week? I just don't think – I think this will be the first one that you don't steadily control the whole time. No, no. I don't – I mean, I, I think – I, I think, think they score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean – the thing about the Bills, their three games, they beat the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. The, Jets, the Bills haven't played anybody good either. Who have you played? That's no, what I mean. I, like, no, I know. Neither I know. of you guys have played. I mean, this is kind of... And know. they barely they barely beat the Jets week one. Yeah. They beat the Giants by two, two touchdowns. Okay, everyone and their mother can beat the Giants by two, two touchdowns. And they barely beat the Bengals. The the the, the Pats have actually, like, solid, like creamed <laughs> They have been the playing. Granted, this week... I think the Pats win. I'm just saying, I don't think it's... Like, if, for instance, if the Bills end up winning, I'm not going to sit there like, how did this happen? Not like if Miami won. Right. Where I'd be like, I don't – what does this mean for the Pats? So, after the Jets, it goes Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. That is a gauntlet in the middle of the season. Um, the so boys look good. The boys uh, look good. Yeah, everybody in that stretch looks decent. I mean, that gives four more weeks for the, for the Browns to do something. And the, I mean, you know, uh, the Ravens look good. The, the the Eagles, you know, we all know about the Eagles. I love Carson Wentz, but he's not been doing great this year. And the Cowboys, the Texans, who beat on the Chargers this week, and the Chiefs, who have a quarterback that throws four hundred at ease. So, um, and then the bottom third of the schedule is, you know, terrible with the Bengals, the Bills, and the Dolphins. So you're thinking undefeated, so, though? Uh, no, no, the Pats will not go undefeated this year. Um, Statistically speaking. I mean, we said this earlier. Week fourteen is going to be for home field against the Chiefs. So, in my opinion, the, and the the Chiefs have a super hard schedule too, which is the great, Chiefs, which is great for us. Go through hell and back, yeah. just to freaking finish the season. Yeah. Um. So the Packers. Um. You know, I, we've always, I, well, not we. I have always said the Packers have wasted Aaron Rodgers' career as far as a no defense and a poor offensive line. The dude now has injury problems. Uh, and so, you know, um, in the past years, Rogers has had to outscore, you know, outscore everybody. Um, and so they haven't really made a deep playoff run besides, I forget the exact year that they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl, but, 
You know, wow. Um, Reminds me of that time Nick Foles beat the Patriots. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you know, the Packers have the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Chargers, um, you know, the Bears, the Vikings. So, you know, um, the I mean, the Packers are always in a good division. I mean, the Vikings um, and the Bears have always been have always been good, and now they're you know they're, they're even better now. So um, I don't I think it, you know the NFL is so unpredictable. Like like you were saying before, it's so hard to predict which teams. I mean, it just takes one one twist of an ankle, and then someone's done for the season. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are undefeated, but they have the Pats twice. So that's that that's super hard. Sucks to suck. Um, let's see the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a brutal schedule, like we were saying before. They obviously have the Pats. They have the Colts, the Texans, the Packers, the Vikings, um, Chargers twice, Bears. So, you know, their schedule is really tough, too. Um, I don't think the, the Chiefs will will uh, go undefeated, especially because I picked the Pats to win by 15 over them in Week 14. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. The infamous, we will win by 15 at least. The Rams, uh, and this isn't in any specific order, by the way, but Seahawks, who have, you know, who are, t- you Twice. know, tough at home. Yep. Uh, Steelers. I'm just kidding. Uh, Rams, Seahawks. Yeah, we said Seahawks twice. At the Cowboys, which will be tough. Dang, that's actually, they, that's actually really it. They got the Niners twice. Niners are undefeated, yeah. is all I'm saying. Niners. Yeah, yeah. And if they didn't play sloppy football today, so if they if they can just fix the turnover issue, think about it. They went down to the red zone with ease repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's you know the NFC in general. The NFC has a lot more solid teams than the AFC does. So the an NFC team, in my opinion, it's going to be really hard for them to go undefeated. Um, so there's seven undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. You know, the Voldemort only I can You know what? Forever. We'll look into those odds this week, um, and we will come back next week's episode with the percentages of the undefeated teams. Maybe next week we'll have less than seven. Um, but as of right now, well, we, we have, have to have less than seven because the Patriots are the Bills. Yep, that's right. So um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Oh, well, and the Chiefs and the Lions. So we'll have at least two less. Oh, if we include the Lions, there's eight undefeated teams. Okay. So, yeah. So we'll have, a you know um, – We'll see. We'll see what the odds are for going undefeated for the rest of the season after week four. Um, there's one more thing that I want to talk about before we go. Um, did you want to talk about something or no? No. Okay. So my last thing was uh, Mr. Eli Manning. Uh, one of my best friends from back home was a huge Giants fan. We're going to the Giants game together in a couple weeks in Foxborough. Uh, he put out a, a super long post about Eli Manning and basically just saying thank you for everything that uh, that he's done for the Giants in New York and stuff like that. Giants fans everywhere, um, and it was a great post. You know, it was just saying how um, you know not everybody has a twenty year run like the Patriots, and the fact that Eli was everything that Giants fans wanted. Um, he won two Super Bowls against the greatest quarterback of all time. He had a, he had a great coach in, uh, in uh, Coughlin, who was Eli's coach for most of his career, and basically just had this whole tribute based out, you know, to Eli. And Eli has gotten shit for years, wh- whether it's his facial expressions, his play, uh, dad, being, bod. dad bod, being compared to Peyton. Um, you know, all of these things and, uh, uh, you know, being a Patriots fan, obviously, um, you know, as they played each other, you're, you know, every four years and then in the, in the Super Bowls, 
Um, I didn't like Eli Manning very much. You know, I just despised him purely based on 18 and one past past uh, records and the whole 18 and one. Um, but uh, I definitely just wanted to um, show my respect and gratitude towards him because in his prime, he was a great quarterback. He showed up for great games. Uh, and it was remarkable how, you know, at times he would look so mediocre in the regular season. And then as soon as the playoffs came, he would have the best performances of his career. And he happened to do it twice in the biggest game in the biggest games of his life. Uh, so props to Eli Manning, you know, congratulations on a great retirement and a great career. Uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, uh, uh, you and Peyton can uh, collaborate on some, on some great analysis and commercials, which you've done in the past. So uh, props to Eli Manning. Um, you know, I'm sorry you went out this way. Unfortunately, it was a, it was a benching, but um, props to your career. Congratulations on the, on the two Super Bowls. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the sideline in a couple weeks. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um, I'll say my little piece to Eli. Eli, you go back three years, he was out playing Get ready for this, Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Statistically, at three years ago, he was a better quarterback than those two. The last three years have not been nice to him. He hit the cliff and he fell. Mm -hmm. I give it to the Giants organization because they've been very respectful in this process, minus one hiccup along the way. But um, it is what it is. It's a business, and you can't necessarily go out on your own terms. It's just the way it is. Uh, and as just a member of the greater – outside the Patriots organization of the NFL, the greatest gift you ever gave us, Eli, was the 18-1 season of the Pats. Um, growing up in New England, that was the greatest moment ever. And so that's how I remember Eli. I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback for sure. I know he gets so much flack, but two Super Bowls, he's a top 10 stats-wise. Um, his winning percentage kind of sucks. But other than that, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. And, you know, cheers to Daniel Jones. Yeah, cheers to uh, Daniel Jones. Hopefully he'll uh, suck some pond water against the pass in a few weeks. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh, this is episode 10 of Totally Advice Podcast. We will see you all next week. Peace out. Later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Totally Biased Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RealTBPodcast. And feel free to email us at RealTBPodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out.